The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, September is coming to a close very rapidly, and that can mean only one thing. We always conclude National Bourbon Heritage Month with a gigantic extravaganza of exceptional bourbon and whiskey tastings here on the Cigar Dave Show, and today we will do exactly that. We've got 23 American whiskeys and bourbons that we are going to sample, taste, and enjoy. Some that are on the mild side and some that I would classify as fire in the hole in terms of tasting, in terms of flavor notes. We will do that today. We'll also talk about some bourbon-related libations, but I cannot start the show without making several comments about what occurred at the National Football League games this past Sunday. Long Ash greetings and salutations, a Long Ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha, make America great again, the general front and center. Today coming to you from Command Center Alpha at the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge and uh, cigar store here in the Cigar City of Tampa, we have got Tommy Diadio, who is the Senior Vice President of Spirits Procurement for Corona Cigars in Orlando in the Davidoff store. Tommy, great to have you with us once again, sir. Thank you for the hospitality. It's a pleasure to be here, and Her- Bourbon Heritage is my favorite month of the year. We've been talking about this for uh, a month already, and you've brought in some very exceptional spirits we'll be enjoying. And also, we've got our resident sommelier, sommelier Dave Cavanis. Sommelier Dave, greetings, sir. General Long Ashes to you, and as Tommy stated, this is one of my favorite months as far as highlighting spirits. Having bourbon, I love that corn flavor and a little bit of sweetness, but there's such a plethora of them. It's really interesting and delicious to have it in this month. Now, before we begin our bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers today on the Cigar Dave Show, I feel that it is imperative that we get the show off on the right start, on the patriotic start, unlike these spamutzes that took a knee in the National Football League games starting uh, Sunday and again Monday. We will have no such thing here on the Cigar Dave Show. We will have the Pledge of Allegiance. We will proudly play one of the, I think, the best rendition ever of our national anthem, Whitney Houston, at the uh, 1990 Super Bowl here in the Cigar City of Tampa. We will all rise. You will rise. Remove your caps as we ask you now to join in on the Pledge and the Star Spangled Banner. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America 
to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Exceptional rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner by Whitney Houston, Super Bowl 25, 1990, here in the Cigar City of Tampa. Now, Samadier Dave, I did not know this. You're an Air Force veteran from yes, 1971 to 75? October 71 through October 1975, yeah. 1975. Well, a snappy salute to you, and we thank Back you for you, your General. service. Thank I had you. no idea. So we'll have you in for our Veterans Day show. There you go. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Be happy to be there. Now, as a veteran... Your thoughts on what took place during the National Football, prior to the National Football League games, Sunday and Monday? Well, as a red-blooded American, yes, we have the opportunity to protest and all that, but I don't think that is the perfect venue for what they're looking for, for equality. Yes, there are a lot of people being abused in this country, but I would think they would use a different avenue or venue other than just doing it during the national anthem of the football game because most of the people there are there for release of the work week or the tensions that they have in their own lives and all they're that. paying to be entertained exactly you know if you go to a concert you go to a performer a game you want to be entertained now there's a time and there is a place and i have no problem with people using their first amendment right to speak out on when they believe are injustices agreed but as i tweeted out and we will Lay it on the line here on the Cigar Dave Show as we do every week. We don't sugarcoat anything. Sometimes people take offense with what I say. So be it. Last week they did when I said that we had a problem with, uh, with some police brutality and that there were a, a, number, a, a good number of bad eggs 
in the police forces, and I got people that rip me on Twitter. I got some uh, nasty emails. So be it. I can handle the heat, and I allowed everyone to express their opposing opinion. But I want to make it very clear. The United States is not a perfect country. There's no country in the world that's perfect, and the reason is because no person on the planet is perfect. If you have perfect people, then theoretically you could have a perfect country. This country has evolved. This country is a different country than it was 20 years ago, 200 years ago. That being said, how many of the athletes that took a knee or that protested or stayed in the locker room have ever read the U.S. Constitution or have ever read the Bill of Rights or can even name one item that is granted under the First Amendment? Any item. Any, name anything in the First Amendment. And when I saw, as a Buffalo Bills fan, LaShawn McCoy stretching during the national anthem, screw him. Frankly, I hope the guy gets injured and he's done for the season. Sounds harsh, sounds cruel, but what he did was unacceptable. Boorish behavior. End of discussion. You got a problem? Then be quiet. And how many of these football players, since Colin Kaepernick first took a knee last year, who are protesting against what they believe are people being oppressed in this country or racial injustices. How many of them, since Kaepernick did that last year, have gone out into their respective communities and said, you know, we want to create a program whereby police and people in our community, whether it's a black community, white community, Hispanic community, we can have better relations with police. We can work together. We can have maybe, we can create a program where we have police that walk in various communities and get to know their communities. We'll shepherd that. We will spearhead that. I guarantee you if any player went into their teams, the president or owner, and said, this is what I'd like to do, the owner would have said, great idea. We'll follow you. How many of the players in the National Football League since Kaepernick originally took an E last year, said we have a problem in the black community. 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 70% of kids had fathers in the home. Today, it's the opposite. 70% of black children have no father, no mentor, no male influence in the home. How many of those players said, let's create a mentorship program. Let's get NFL players once a week, twice a week, business people, people that have made it in the black community, let's go and let's create a program where we can mentor and help these kids. How many of those players have done that? Have you heard of any? I haven't, and I guarantee you, if there were a program such as that, I will guarantee you, you would have heard it all over the news, because the NFL teams would have proudly posted that on their website and social media and made sure that, that the fan base was aware of it. How many have done it? Probably slim to none. How many of the players since Colin Kaepernick first took a knee said, we need to create better schools for our kids or tutor, uh, tutoring programs after school? How many of those NFL players said, let's get together in our community and let's fund a charter school? How many of those players said, let's fund a mentorship or a tu or tutoring program so that no kid, no child, who's having trouble in school, can't get the tutoring help that they need to work one-on-one -on -one with those children. How many, I ask? The answer, probably slim to none. So if these players were genuinely concerned about helping their communities and solving racial injustice and solving problems in their own community and bettering their communities, 
they would have done all the aforementioned items. Instead, they say, well, we're going to take a knee and we're going to disrespect the American patriots. We're going to disrespect every person in the military and disrespect those of us that love this country. We, I don't believe the, Ameri the United States of America is perfect. Far from it. I believe there are a number of things that should be improved upon. But I'm still patriotic and still believe we're the best country on the planet. So to those NFL players that want to make a scene, that want to pee on the side like, like uh, the Giants wide receiver did after the play, want to go pee on a goalpost or simulate a dog taking a leak, or to LaShawn McCoy that wants to stretch, or those players that want to take a knee or sit on the bench, why don't you actually show up and do something for your communities instead of doing a cockamamie get-on-your-knee protest? And if you clowns think that you're the first to take a knee for this country, think again. I'll tell you the first people that took a knee for this country. They were during the Revolutionary War, those patriots that fought for our freedom. They took a knee on the battlefield. The people in the Union and in the, in, in the Civil War that fought against slavery, they took knees, many of them the ultimately death on the battlefield. World War I, World War II, they took knees storming the beaches of Normandy. I posted a picture on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Why don't you take a look at that? Those were the men on the battlefield that all took a knee. Same thing in Vietnam, same thing in Korea, same thing in Iraq, same thing in Afghanistan, and every other conflict around the world that the United States military has participated in. We had American patriots that took knees long before these cockamamie football players decided they were going to protest multimillionaires that were going to protest. Shame on them. If you legitimately have a gripe or a concern, take it to the right forum. After the game, saying, I'm going to do something this week. I'm very perturbed about some injustices that I see, and I'm going to start a pilot program with the local police force, or I'm going to start a tutoring program or a mentorship program, or I am going to start a charter school. I'm going to do something for our communities so our kids get educated, they can go to college, they can have careers. I don't see any of them doing it. Meanwhile, they're all driving to the games in their Bentleys and their Rolls and their Mercedes, and they're living high off the hog with their gold diamond earrings and their gold change and their uh, $40,000 watches. Put your money where your mouth is. So next time, LaShawn McCoy, you want to go stretch in midfield, why don't you think about it for a second? Why don't you do something in Buffalo or Philadelphia, something that will be of great benefit to the kids or to your local community where you work and where you reside? We will never take a knee here. You don't like what I have to say? I don't give a damn. Too bad. Many people didn't like what I said about, uh, and there is police brutality. Now, I don't believe that it's the overwhelming majority, nor is it the majority. But to me, one is too many. So it should be rooted out. We're not a perfect country because we're not perfect people, but this is the greatest country in the world that allows these clowns that can barely read and write to make millions by running, throwing, and catching a ball. When we come back, we will celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month and we'll start the first of 23 different bourbon and American whiskey tastings. Front and center, National Bourbon Heritage Month tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Screw those that want to take a knee in professional sports. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show.
Not long after we concluded recording the bourbon and American whiskey tasting extravaganza on Wednesday, we saw word that Playboy founder Hugh Hefner passed away at the age of 91. Hugh Hefner, synonymous with the Playboy lifestyle, Hugh Hefner revolutionized, I think, how men approached living life, that it was okay to work hard, it was okay to enjoy the Playboy lifestyle, and that includes great music, great wine, of course, great women. And when Hugh Hefner started Playboy in the inaugural edition, I found this very interesting, this passage that he wrote. Quote, we enjoy mixing up cocktails and an hors d'oeuvre or two, putting a little mood music on the phonograph, and inviting in a female acquaintance for a quiet discussion on Picasso, Nitschke, jazz, sex. Well, we don't have photographs anymore, and I've never had a discussion with the harem about Picasso or Nitschke, but we certainly enjoy some libations, some cocktails, some uh, great uh, delicacies, a cigar, and of course, beautiful dames. And let's face it, growing up, whether you were a teen, you were a, a man, you wanted to emulate Hugh Hefner. You wanted to be Hugh Hefner, surrounded by gorgeous women, living in that mansion. The entire Playboy lifestyle, that Playboy head, you can see it anywhere in the world. You know exactly what it refers to. Next week, I'll spend much more time talking about the life of Hugh Hefner and his contributions. Now, those of you that are members of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, the September 2017 selection is the La Polina Sampler, a La Polina Connecticut Nicaragua, a La Polina Classic Natural, and a La Polina Maduro. We had a shipping delay because of Hurricane Irma. Everything shut down, power losses at the distribution centers. They are going out next week. You will see on the insert, it does have a note about the shipping delay. So you will know the September 2017 La Polina Sampler coming your way next week. Bourbon and whiskey-themed music today on the Cigar Dave Show, celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month, wrapping up with bourbon and whiskey-tasting extravaganza maneuvers today on the Cigar Dave Show from the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Tommy Diadio, the Senior VP of Libationary Procurement here at Davidoff and Corona Cigars in Orlando, Somalia Dave Cavanis. We celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month and observance here in these great United States that calls for the celebration of bourbon as America's native spirit. The U.S. Senate declared September 2007 as National Bourbon Heritage Month, and every September thereafter, it was declared in the, uh, actually reinforced the 1964 Act of Congress that declared bourbon America's native spirit by celebrating the family heritage, tradition, deep-rooted legacy that the bourbon industry contributes to the United States. And Somalia, Dave, you actually attended the uh, Bourbon Kentucky Bourbon Festival last year. Yes, I did. I've gone there quite a few times now. What a great program. I would suggest anybody that is taking vacation September, leave that third week open and go to Bardstown and the surrounding areas, do the Bourbon Trail. 
the group puts on a phenomenal time. A lot of people will always come up to me and say, say hello to Cigar Dave, whether it's at the Bourbon Jazz Cigar or the actual gala itself. Toughest ticket is the Bourbon Jazz and Cigar. It is. It the sure is. The toughest ticket. Sells out very quickly. Now, Samanye, Dave, let's talk about bourbon and American whiskey. Both are different. Both are whiskey derivatives. They are whiskeys. Uh, but let's talk about the difference between bourbon and American whiskey. What does bourbon have to have? What, uh, what are the legal requirements for a spirit to be labeled as bourbon? First of all, it's got to be produced in the United States. Not necessarily Kentucky. No. Anywhere in the United States it can be made. And as you see now, what we'll taste today, there's quite a few from around the country. It has to be made from a grain mixture that is at least 51% corn. It has to be aged in new charred oak containers, barrels. And it's distilled to no more than 160 proof, which is 80% alcohol. But it can enter the barrel then for aging in no more than 125, which is 62.5% alcohol. Now, bourbon can be made anywhere in the country. Anywhere in the country. People think it has United to be made from States. Kentucky. That is no. not true. No. Now, when we talk about Tennessee whiskey, the difference between bourbon, a bourbon and Tennessee whiskey, is that to be able to be called Tennessee whiskey, it must go through the Lincoln County process, which is basically a charred, uh, well, charcoal filtration right. where the bourbon goes through the charcoal filtration, Correct. takes out some of the corn oils, Correct. and it smooths it out. And we think of uh, certainly Jack Daniels. But Gentleman Jack goes through a double right. Lincoln County process, a double firm, a, not a fermentation, but a double filtration. filtration That's correct. why it's ever so smooth and, and uh, doesn't have that oily residue in the mouth. American whiskey can be produced from other cereal grains, whether it is barley, whether it is wheat. Uh, but that's the difference. But when we talk about bourbons, bourbons are, first and foremost, an American whiskey. And Samani Day, very quickly... Even though we think bourbon was the original native spirit, really it goes back to rye whiskey because oh, rye definitely. was the first Native American spirit. Sure, that was what was plethora for the farmers to make. They were making it for various entities, and their leftover, they made whiskey out of it. All right, National Bourbon Heritage Month, tasting extravaganza maneuvers, 23 bourbons and libations we'll be enjoying when we come back. From the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge, the home of the Ford Theater of Operations and Command Center Alpha today with Tommy D. and Samadier Dave, we will conduct the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. The entire show will be a libation ceremony, 23 American whiskeys and bourbons that we will enjoy today front and center. general show you can catch up anytime with the cigar dave mobile app presented by diamond crown listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay or you can download a podcast of a past show search cigar dave in the app store to get it It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. And today, Command Center Alpha has relocated to the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa for our National Bourbon Heritage Month Extravaganza Bourbon and American Whiskey Tasting Edition. Tommy D. Uh, from uh, Davidoff and Corona Cigars, along with Sommelier Dave, joins us. Tommy D., I said you get to select the Litation Cigar today, and you have given me... The Perdomo 12-year-old. It's a uh, bourbon, it's a bourbon uh, aged cigar. Uh, the la- it's 12-year-aged tobaccos, mm-hmm. and the last two years, the tobaccos are aged in a bourbon barrel, and that's why you handed it to me, because we needed something hearty to go up uh, to match and pair properly with some of the very spicy and heavy personality bourbons and American whiskeys we'll be enjoying today. Mm-hmm. So this is a beautiful-looking cigar. I've got the Toro. So this particular cigar, 12-year-age tobaccos. It comes in three different wrappers. The first release cigar featured an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper in 2014. And then in August 2014, in October 2014, they released the Nicaraguan Sun-Grown wrapper edition. And then December 2014, the Nicaraguan Maduro that we will be enjoying today, four different sizes. The tobacco, as I mentioned, aged 12 years, a beautiful Maduro Nicaraguan uh, leaf. The wrapper and filler, Condega Jalapa Esteli Nicaraguan Tobaccos, about $12 suggested retail price. This is the Toro, which is six by, I wanna say six by 50. I wanna make sure I've got the correct. Correction, 6 by 56, so 56 64ths of an inch in diameter. This cigar is beautiful-looking cigar, has a nice double band on it. And one thing about Perdomo they've done, and Tommy, I know you'll agree, they come up with a basic blend, and they bring it out in three different wrappers. And the wrapper adds such a unique, significant flavor differential that between the Sun Grown, the Connecticut, or the Maduro, there's really something for everybody's palate. Yes, they hit every uh, market. And they've done a very nice job. In fact, the Perdomo will be an upcoming Officers Club selection. So we will enjoy the Perdomo Vintage 12-year Nicaraguan Maduro. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Tommy, I hope you don't mind, but you got a display of various litation devices, so I snag one. 
right from the counter. But I said I was only borrowing it, and I'm going to be returning it. And I waved to the camera so Jeff and Tanya know that I will be returning it. (laughs) (laughs) So I will use, uh, this is uh, one of the uh, Lotus Verticos. It's got, what, four flames? And that's exactly what I will use today on my Perdomo Vintage Age 12 Maduro. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, perfect cut. Very nice. Head came off beautifully. I will toast the foot of this magnificent-looking cigar. Very nice. And as I do, I will tell you that we will be sampling 23 bourbons and American whiskeys today. And we will start off with the Wild Turkey Bourbon, a bourbon that is no longer produced, but I've got a very large stash in uh, Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, and we will conclude with the Ballatin Bourbon Ball. Samadhi, Dave, you want to give us a clue on what a bourbon ball is? Yeah, it's a, it's a bourbon liqueur. It has mm. a little bit of nice flavor to it. You know, amazing. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Okay. So it'll be interesting. Well, it, that's what's going on in the whiskey industry, as you all know, and as Tommy yeah. knows, the uh, taking of the basic product and then just making it unique to get your little foot in the door with other customers. Yeah. Well, one thing I can tell you, I do not want any of my bourbon or whiskey with cinnamon, with vanilla, nope. with maple syrup, or any other additive. I want the real deal. And by the way, this cigar, beautiful draw. Yes, it Wonderful is. notes right off the palate. You can get a little bit of that barrel yeah. woodiness right off the bat. A little bit of sweetness, a little bit of, uh, of dark chocolate. Mmm, very nice. So, now that I have my Perdomo Vintage Age 12 Maduro properly lit, enjoying the first few puffs, we will begin our bourbon and American whiskey extravaganza tasting maneuvers. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. And first up, we're going to be enjoying some Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey is a brand that's been around for a long time, originally crafted by Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Famer, Eddie Russell as Wild Turkey 81. And guess what I have that I've taken from Command Center Alpha and Humidor 1A? Extensive collection of libations and spirits, even though now they just call it the Kentucky Bourbon Straight Whiskey with an 81 proof. I've got the original 80. And take a look at that bottle, Somalia Day, because you can't get that anymore. That's how rare that is. No, you can't. And it's very unique. It's classic design. And uh, Austin Nichols was the uh, supplier for this, for the distri- distilling company out of Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Now, this is aged in American white oak barrels with the deepest number four, what they call alligator char. So it's uh, hmm, just the aroma, some nice, some vanilla, little spice, very fruity. I will say cheers. Take a sip of my wild turkey 81, no longer in production. Or 80, correct. Is it 81 or is that 80? It's, it's 80, 80, but they, it's the 80. they beefed up by 0.5, the percent yeah. of alcohol. Oh, that's smooth. You know, Wild Turkey is one of those brands that sometimes doesn't get the big name recognition, but it's a great brand, and it's a value price brand, reasonably priced, very, very pleasant, and uh, very interesting because when you talk about Wild Turkey, it is now part of Campari Group, located in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, part of the... Kentucky Bourbon Trail, a lot of history with, uh, with, with Wild Turkey, but we have had Eddie Russell on, and now what's interesting is that his son 
has created a brand new whiskey. I should say Jimmy Russell I had originally on. Um, Eddie Russell, his son, who we've had on. We've had Jimmy Russell and we've had Eddie Russell. We've had both of them. Jimmy Russell's been with Wild Turkey since 1954 in his 80s, still going strong. Eddie Russell, his son, wanted to carve his own niche. He wanted to do some unique bourbon expressions. The latest is called Wild Turkey Decades. It is an older bourbon containing blends of bourbons from 10 to 20 years of aging. Now, you got to remember one thing, that when you talk about aging a 20-year bourbon compared to, say, a 20-year scotch, you cannot compare them. And the reason is this, because the temperature is so far more extreme in Kentucky than it is in Scotland with the summer heat and the summer humidity in Kentucky, that bourbon ages much more quickly than scotch whiskey. So when you think about, let's say you were to put some, I don't know, let's say uh, a wild turkey in a barrel and just leave it for 20 years and do the same thing with a scotch whiskey, you would have such a, basically it would taste almost just straight (laughs) like drinking wood. So it's a very, very, there's a very fine balance. But the one thing that Eddie Russell has pulled off is that it's very oaky, got some nice spice, but it definitely retains some of the, uh, the, the, more tameness of the Wild Turkey 101. And they carry a number of different, they've got the 81 now, the 101. We're going to have uh, the Russell's Reserve 10 in just a little bit. But Wild Turkey, this this uh, original 80, very, very smooth. Yes. Your thoughts, gentlemen? A lot of, a lot of very smoothness nice. and vanilla in it. Yeah. yeah well, Dave was saying, don't add any vanilla and all that. No, naturally. Caramel. You don't yeah. have to because yeah. it's in the barrel and you get the natural flavor, which enhances that flavor profile. Yeah, very, very smooth, and I would tell you that right off the bat, that's a go-to bourbon. If, you, yeah, if you're sure. just going to get one bourbon, you're not sure, right. pick up Wild Turkey. That was Herb Kelleher, the former CEO of Southwest Airlines. He always had a bottle of Wild Turkey and a pack yeah. of cigarettes with yeah. him, and he's still going strong. I think he's there in his go. mid-80s right now, and uh, great, great story there. All right, let's uh, move on. Now, Sommelier Dave, you have brought a very special Old Forster. Now, Old Forster, some great history with them. They were the first bourbon to ever be placed in a bottle. Yes, they were going way back in the uh, 1800s. They were eventually absorbed by the Braun Foreman Corporation. They're part of that organization, and they've come out with a new 95-proof whiskey called the Statesman. And it's getting some very nice play out in the market right now. The thing you're going to love about it is that aroma is going to give you a little bit of clove, oak spice with the raw vanilla that you got from the barrels. A lot of flavor on the taste, too. Let me see that bottle because I'll tell you, Old Forster's done a great job of really rebranding and rebottling their Correct. spirits. And you know what I forgot at uh, my command center alpha office? Some Old Forster birthday bourbon it's from not, 2000 that you yeah. gave me, Samadier Dave, yeah. from 2007. Right. And when Donald Trump was elected, the next morning, I stayed up till about 4.30 in the morning. I was up at 6, came into my office. And one of my colleagues in the office, I brought him in. I said, sit down. And I brought out the old Forster birthday bourbon at uh, 8 in the morning. And we had a shot and a toast. So <laughs> this is a beautiful-looking bottle. And uh, the Statesman, mm-hmm. 95 proof, very, very nice. What's the retail on this? This is going to go for around 65 yeah. You know, off-premise. Were you with the bar here? Yeah. I don't know what you'll yeah. that'll equate for you. I have it drinks. at the bar. Personally, I like it better than Woodford. I like yeah. Old Forester's better. Yeah, it's got a lot of really nice taste. You get a little buttery, 
buttery leather into yeah. it and some bold pepper on the, you know, the taste. All right, I'll say cheers, take his taste. Mm. It's smooth, though. Yeah, that's, that's the good. main thing. Wow. wow. This has some... This has some fire in the hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's as good. I like to say. And I'm going to write that down because we'll have all of our tasting notes. <coughs> Anytime some you fire drink something in neat. the hole. That's got a lot of um, back-end sizzle, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But not too much. No, no but, but it's got enough. And uh, that definitely is, I would say, on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of strength. That's definitely about a 9, I think. Yeah, at 95 proof. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. And uh, this is limited, or is this going to be a regular expression? No, it's going to be a regular expression. You were talking about the uh, birthday bottle, and I know you wanted me to bring you a sample, but it hasn't been released yet it's coming to the out market. Soon. Well, when Jerry Alexander yep. from Brown Foreman, who's good friends of ours here oh, yeah. in the uh, Florida area, handles all of Florida, when it comes out, you got to tell Jerry, I expect a bottle that well, birthday. Well, he knows, bag. because he knows? that's who I contacted okay. for, and he's the one that replied back. Mm. When it comes out, you get it. All right, perfect. We love Jerry. He's a great guy. Yes, we do. Went up to the uh, Jack Daniels Distillery with him. Yeah. We had a little bit of fun up there, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to another bourbon that we will sample, number three of 23. This comes to us from Buffalo Trace, the Sazerac Company. And this is Blanton's, distilled in mm -hmm. Frankfort, Kentucky, at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. And I know, Tommy D., you're a very big Buffalo Trace Distillery fan. Yes. Uh, this was actually in honor of Albert B. Blanton. Elmer T. Lee made it. It was the first single barrel ever made. So. And the bottle is very unique. Somebody, yep. Dave, hand me that bottle if uh, you will be kind enough. This looks like a barrel. Yes. It really yeah. does. And it's got the, this is the original single barrel bourbon whiskey. It's got the horse on the top. And this is the single barrel select. And, in fact, this was given to me by Jeff Borshowitz. Yes. Because I remember this was the single barrel, and I know because it's got the Corona Cigar yes. sticker on here, and I couldn't remember who gave it to me, and then I just saw this. Here. This was, it says, this bourbon whiskey dumped on September 12, 2015 from barrel number 122, stored in Warehouse H on Rick number 36, individually selected, filtered, and bottled by hand at 93 proof. And uh, actually, there's some cigars that use Blanton's for a little bit of a... Uh, of a bourbon-infused cigar, right. Kentucky Gentleman cigar, very yeah. nice cigar, but very, very interesting. And uh, Albert Blanton, named after Albert B. Blanton, very unique-looking bourbon. We will take a sip. Do and I take a sip of that? No, no, oh, and all right the, here. And all the horses spell Blantons, and you put it in the little tray, and it's a horse race. <laughs> I did not know yes. that. That's unique. Wow, it's got some wonderful sweet notes. You know, one thing you said, it, cinnamon. it being a single barrel, people got to realize. When you buy a single barrel, the next time you go to buy yeah. Blanton's, you might not get the same barrel. Because no. I've heard that from yeah. people going, wow, that whiskey, did something happen? It doesn't taste the same because you're into a different barrel. Yes. Every barrel is unique in its qualities. And, and that's why when you think, one thing I learned when I was up at the Jack Daniels Distillery when we selected the Cigar Dave Alpha Blend of our Jack Daniels single barrel is that you can have on a Rick there could be 20 barrels. Yep. Correct. And the barrels next to each other, because they're microclimates within right. the rickhouse, yeah. one barrel will taste different yes. than yeah. the barrel next to it. Sure. Yeah. Now, what they try to do is they rotate them. Solera. So right. that, for example, regular Jack Daniels or Gentleman Jack, they rotate them and they blend them so that they get that right. unique, or not the unique, but a consistent flavor Correct. across any different uh, a blend of, right. of, of Jack. Yes. But 
when you talk about single barrel, you can have one next to each other, and they'll both be different. Yes. Yeah, they will. Because remember, it's a handmade product. When you think about the barrel, when you think about the microclimate, you think about the heat, how they move the barrel, where they where they rotate them, it is really a product of Mother Nature, and that's what makes it so unique. But this is very, yeah. my, my tasting notes on this, surprisingly smooth and silky on yeah. the palate. Yeah. Very pleasant. I'm trying to remember, Tommy, how much per bottle was this? This is probably retail about 60, yeah. 65. Now it's, it's going up. Right. Now, we, I know, go ahead. Somebody well, I was going to say, because we both found the same article on it, that you go back 15 years ago, it was hard to get a bottle of whiskey, yeah. a bourbon, $30 or more. But now, with its uh, notoriety and the way the market is, you're finding bottles anywhere from 45 to $90, yeah. and they're outselling scotch, and they're outselling other whiskeys. No question. We'll get to that as well. And we'll also be sampling some. You'll give us the recipe, Somalia Dave, for some uh, various bourbon-related spirits. We're going to enjoy the old-fashioned, the Manhattan, and, of course, the mint julep for the Kentucky mint Derby. There you Lovely. Go. All right. It is our National Bourbon Heritage Month uh, bourbon and American whiskey tasting extravaganza. Today on the Cigar Dave Show, we've got three bourbons that we have sampled, the Wild Turkey 80, the Old Forster Statesman, and the Blanton Single Barrel coming up, the High West American Prairie, the St. Augustine Double Cask, the Hudson Baby Bourbon, and Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Whiskey. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at facebook.com slash Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, Quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The September 2017 selection is the La Palina sampler consisting of the La Palina Connecticut Nicaragua, the La Palina Classic Natural, and the La Palina Maduro. Because of Hurricane Irma, there was a shipping delay. There is a shipping delay because the La Polina Distribution Center, as well as many of the cigar manufacturer distribution centers and warehouses on the East Coast, were without power. So we have a shipping delay. Good news is it is going out next week. Now, you will see on the info insert, if you're a member, when you receive your September 2017 selection, you'll see a note that says, shipped October 2017 due to delays caused by Hurricane Irma. So you will know 
that the package you receive consisting of the La Polina Connecticut Nicaragua, La Polina Classic, and La Polina Maduro are indeed the September 2017 selection. Great cigars. I know you'll enjoy them. We appreciate your patience. We appreciate your understanding. Enjoy your La Polina sampler. Little Willie Nelson, you can never go wrong with that. Whiskey River, beautiful. Good uh, song selection there, Sergeant Steve. You're getting better at it, I've got to tell you, because, uh, you know, kind of a little weak uh, last year, but much better, much improved this year. All right, we uh, come back to you front and center. Our Ford Theater of Operations, Command Center Alpha, the Global Alpha and Global Five Star from the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge, along with Tommy Diadio, the Senior VP of Spirits Procurement, for Davidoff Lounge and Corona Cigars in Orlando. Sommelier Dave Cavanis, our resident sommelier. Sommelier Dave, next up we go out to the west, and we go to High West American Prairie. Tell us about this unique spirit. It's out of Park City, Utah. So there you go. It doesn't have to be out of Kentucky to be called a bourbon. And my understanding is that if you bring in one of your five to ten wives, <laughs> if they get a, a buy one, get five special. So buy one whiskey, and they'll give you five more samples for all your other wives. There you go. The city of Park was uh, founded back in the 1860s, and they started a distillery up there by one of the ski lifts and all that. It's really nice. Uh, you're going to get a lot of flavor on this. And they just sold for $160 million. Yeah, that well, that's everybody's dream to start yeah. their own little boutique distillery. And one of the big boys come in one oh, day yeah. and put their arm around you and say, hi, friend. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, <laughs> it's same thing, Bullet Bourbon, same thing. Yeah. But it's interesting because most of, and I think High West, if I'm not mistaken, also sourced their, their uh, spirit, their bourbon, from MGP in Lawrenceville, Indiana. And there was a big controversy because many of these Craft distillers said they distilled their own product, and that mm -hmm. wasn't the case. There's actually some lawsuits. A number of them now say that they finish it in barrels at their distillery, which is fine. MGP used to be the Seagram's Correct. distillery. Yeah. They make great spirits, yeah. great yeah. products, and they have the quantity. And, and there was a number. It's kind of like cigars where you see... You know, the Placencias make cigars mm -hmm. for numerous people, but they make different cigars and sure. blend things differently. But there was a hesitation on the part of these distillers to admit they were buying from MGP. Now that's changed. Yes, where people correct. say, yes, we do bullet initially sure, from MGP. Yep. Now they have their own distillery. Templeton. Same thing. Templeton, Angels uh, Envy. Same thing. Well, that's thing. how you have to get started. Yeah. You can't. Exactly. The initial money yes. to start up is daunting. Well, not just that, people. but you have to wait. From the right. time you distill your first batch, you're yes. talking about two to four years, Correct. maybe longer. Correct. So very, very good spirit. So tell me about this High West American Prairie. So it's a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys aged from two years to 13 years. It's going to be predominantly 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley corn or barley, barley malt. There you go. It's in the new charred white American oats. It's going to be light with a little bit of sweet vanilla to it. Maple notes on the nose right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. I'll say cheers. Very good. The finish should have a little bit of vanilla and a hint of oh, yes. wow. caramel Definitely. apple. This is delicious. Very is fat. Now, this flavor. is, I believe, sourced from MGP. It is. They finish it in their own barrels, which is fine. I'll tell you. Uh, Samani Dave, how much for a seven fifty? Thirty-seven dollars. Yeah. You know what? Very Worth affordable. Every cent. This is a great. I would say it's a great buy, and I would highly recommend it. 
who cares if it's not distilled in Park City, Utah? Correct. It's a great spirit. It's a great bourbon. So we've got four down. We've got 19 more to go. Gentlemen, our number two is going to be very busy. Oh, yeah. Are you up for it, Tommy? <laughs> I'm D? up for it. I'm Somebody up for it, Dave? Okay, good. Outstanding. Let's, rock, let's roll. And if not, if you're not up for it, we'll get you some Viagra, and you will be for our number two. <laughs> All right, it is National Bourbon Heritage Month, the culmination of this great month with our National Bourbon Heritage Month bourbon and American whiskey extravaganza tasting maneuvers. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Keep your cigar lit, get your bourbons, get ready for more tasting around the corner. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. We celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month with bourbon and American whiskey extravaganza tasting maneuvers. We have already sampled four bourbons and American whiskeys. We've got 19 to go. It is a monumental task. Basically, I have to sample along with Samadier Dave and Tommy Diadio of uh, Davidoff Lounge uh, here in the Cigar City of Tampa. We have to sample one whiskey or bourbon every two minutes. Gentlemen, are you up for the challenge? I am, General. Thank yes, you. Yes, I am. Tommy D., you can handle this. Look at my bar. Come on, I can handle this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can definitely handle it. Now, I was thinking it would probably take us even every two minutes. It would probably take us two weeks, 24-7, to go through everything at your incredible multi-level bar here at Davidoff of Geneva's Store and Lounge. But we've moved Command Center Alpha to the Ford Theater of Operations, and we are ready to continue enjoying some great bourbons and American whiskeys. General. Welcome back. Hour number two. Yes, Samadhi Dave. Don't forget his specialty whiskeys that he has on the wall. You didn't even look there. Oh, that, that would take a week. That'll be another week. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And uh, probably ring up, uh, let's see, about another 50 grand worth of oh, taste, yeah. uh, worth, oh, of, yeah. worth of, you know, cost because of some of the incredibly old age spirits that you have. All right. As always, your global five star, your global. Alpha male in chief, front and center. We are ready to conduct alpha male tasting maneuvers. We enjoy the alpha male lifestyle, cigars, spirits, libations, grilling. And speaking of cooking and grilling, Samadhi Dave, bourbon. Great to Perfect. use in barbecue sauce. Great to marinate your meats or your chicken, even fish. You can marinate anything, anything. in bourbon. It works. It's and perfect. then when you grill it, it dissipates, but you still get a nice, lovely taste and aroma on that piece of meat. Yeah, correct. The alcohol is going to go away, but you're going to get that really nice flavor profile. I love corn. Most people love corn. The Indians loved it. They taught us about it. And that flavor, that little bit of sweetness, perfect. 
All right, we've already sampled the Wild Turkey Bourbon 80, no longer made. Now it's the 81. The Old Forester Statesman, brand new release by Old Forester. The Blanton Single Barrel that was unique to Corona Cigars that proprietor and owner Jeff Borshowitz gave to me. And I know, Tommy, you were in on the tasting of that. And every yep. year, Corona Cigars slash Davidoff of Geneva Lounge here in Tampa, you select a multiple single barrels yeah. every year. What do you have on tap this year? We just did a uh, Maker's Mark Private Select, so it's a barrel proof, and you picked your your own unique flavor in that. Uh, we picked another Woodford, another Jack Single Barrel. We, I think we go through three Jack Single Barrels. I still have a bottle of Four Roses from about yeah. three years ago. We go ago. through two of those every year, too. Yeah, very, very nice. Then we uh, sampled the, the Blanton Single Barrel, as I mentioned, and we left off at the High West American Prairie. Maple notes on the nose, delicious, a great buy, 37 bucks. Very, very, I would say incredibly smooth. It is a, it's, it's a winner, another go-to. Oh, yeah. So now we are going to pick up. We've got, as I mentioned here, we've got the St. Augustine Double Cask, the Hudson Baby Bourbon, the Garrison Brothers Texas Straight, Russell's Reserve 10-year, Michter Sour Match, Eagle Rare 10-year, Cooper's Craft Straight, Jim Beam Black Double-Aged, now they just call it the Jim Beam Black, Washington Wheat Whiskey, Taylor Small Batch, Taylor Single Barrel, Whistle Pig Straight, Hillbilly Bourbon, Clyde Mays Bourbon from Alabama, Bowman Brothers, or Bowman Brothers uh, Straight Small Batch from Virginia, Few FEW Bourbon from Chicago, Woodford Reserve, Woodford Reserve Double Oak, and we'll wrap it up with a Ballatin Bourbon Ball, which is a liqueur. So next up, we've got the St. Augustine Double Oak. We had Phil McDaniel, the founder of St. Augustine Distillery. I've traveled up there. A great story. Their St. Augustine Double Cask was released one year ago. Correct. I was one of the first in the country yes, to get a are. bottle. Exceptionally smooth. I tell you, I've got one in my locker, locker 1A here at the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge, and I think I've got maybe three ounces left, three shots left in that thing. I've had to use that sparingly, but everybody I give it to, they absolutely love it. Tell us about it, Samadier Dave. Well, it's from St. Augustine, Florida. It's the old ice plant. They're going to uh, give you a really nice dark amber bottle. You're going to have deep, warm notes of caramel, dark fruit, oak, and dark chocolate. It's going to be a full-body taste, really nice complex complexity to it. But the finish is going to be really nice and warm and pleasing. Now, what is unique about this, the range of aging is between 16 to 28 months. Federal regulations require that a stated age be on the youngest spirit. So what they do is interesting. They do a sequence of aging, first in a new 25-gallon and then a seasoned 53-gallon barrel. And what is unique is the fact that in Florida, because of the extreme heat and humidity in the summer, even in the winter, that it ages very quickly Correct. in that small 25-gallon barrel. Then they move it to a finishing barrel. Very, very unique flavor. Wonderful aroma. I will say cheers. Take a taste. Nice nose. Love that nose. Mm. Oh. Wow. Forget the age. This is rich. It is complex. It's it is creamy, zesty. too. You get a little creaminess yep. to it. It is hearty. Love it. It's a winner. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, it's not too overly priced. It's $47 a bottle, so it's in that range coming up from the 40s, but under 50 very, very nice. Tell you what, put this with a nice big rock, yep. nice big ice ball, pre-prohibition ice block or ice ball. Correct. Or, or water it down, put a little branch or water in there. You are good to go. What would you think, Tommy? Very smooth. Yeah, good nice. Flavor. Very nice. Now, next up, a bourbon that we've had before, a unique spirit, 
Hudson Baby Bourbon. Talk about a craft distiller that was sold and made it big. Hudson, Hudson, up in the Hudson Valley of New York State, they sold for big money, too. Sure they did. They went with William Grant. They were out of Tuttletown Spirits, it's called. They were the actual first distillery to be put in the state of New York to get a license since Prohibition. They actually wanted to build a rock climbing facility. Correct. They were rejected, so yep. they came up and said, well, what about a distillery? Exactly. And the city council said, yeah, you can do that. And yep. now New York State, as difficult the political climate is, in New York State, they're extremely, extremely craft distiller friendly. And if you source most of, if not all of your your crops, your raw materials from New York State, there's a number of added incentives. And that's why you're seeing a plethora of craft distillers showing up. We had the Buffalo Alpha Pleasure Fest. I think we had eight local Western New York distillers that joined us. Yeah. Incredible spirits they're making up there. Yeah, it's made with 100% corn, too. So this is going to be probably the most unique of all the whiskeys we taste because it's not a blend. It's 100% corn. And you know what's also I should say is Hudson's got some other very unique spirits that you introduced me to, yeah, somebody, the four, Dave. The four grains. Yep, yeah. they incredible. They also make uh, a rye. They do quite a good job up there. All right. Say cheers on that. I get a really nice sweetness on yeah. the mid-palate there. Yeah. And a little bit de of caramel. De definitely have the corn notes. It's it's a high corn note whiskey. Corn notes, slight splash of sweetness is what I would say. But it's very approachable. It's very consumable. You don't get a lot of backbite on nope. it or any heat. For Su suggested retail, seven fifty. You're looking at. Uh, let me look at my notes here. Forty nine dollars. So fifty bucks at the most. All right, now next up we go to Garrison Brothers, which is a very unique distillery down in Texas. Do yes. not mess with Texas. In high Texas, not far, well, a little bit of a ride from Austin, but relatively close. Very unique uh, story, very unique. It's basically two brothers that decided that they were going to make whiskey, and very, very nice whiskey, a lot of flavor. They get a very big price for their whiskey, there's no doubt. And Samani Dave, let me take a look at that bottle. This is the Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey. They say born and bred in high Texas. It is 94 proof. This is the spring or fall? This is uh, spring 2014. Spring. Texas born from Texas corn, the corn variety, and they write it, they handwrite everything on mm -hmm. here. It is number one panhandle white. The corn harvest is from 2010 from farms in Dallam County. Distilled in barrel in 2010, released spring 2014, aged two years in oak. This is bottle number 13,767. So I will pour a little bit of this. And I should also tell you that, oh, perfect. I'm going to, Samadhi Dave, you've already done that. Great looking bottle there. I think they got about $80 for that yeah. particular bottle. It's not inexpensive, no. but very, very popular. They actually have a special Operation Hurricane Tough bottle whiskey. First 1,000 people to donate $100 or more to Team Rubicon will receive a bottle of limited release, four-year-old, 100-proof Garrison Brothers Hurricane Strength uh, or Hurricane Tough Straight Bourbon Whiskey on August 25th, 2022. Not bad. 100 bucks. You gotta wait a yeah. number of years. Buy the futures. For 100 bucks, it's a donation. Bot, yes. Why not? Great looking bottle. So, let me swirl this around. I Very like the flavor notes. on that. Say cheers. Came out really nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this has... This I got is a little very smoke complex. on it. Yeah, yeah it complex. 
slight, I would say slightly smoky, not overly smoky, with a little bit of, um, trying to see a little bit of clove on there actually. A little bit of clove spice. Very, very pleasant. And again, some of these, they get up to 75, 100, 150. But you go anywhere, these things sell out very, very quickly. Extremely popular. Next up, we're going to go to Russell's 10. Now, we talked about the wild turkey. This is the Russell's Reserve Small Batch 10. 90 proof. Master distiller Jimmy Russell and his son Eddie Russell brought uh, over 80 years of combined experience to craft Russell's Reserve. Very smooth, hand-selected small batch bourbon. They say it's rich with caramel and vanilla taste. They believe to be a perfect 10. So, Samadhi, Dave, you have poured some in. And by the way, this is, you can tell that I've had this for a while. Yeah, you have. Because the current bottle it's is a just a little, it yeah. sure is. It's just a little bit different. And as I look at that, a uh, this is more of a classic bottle. The new bottle is a little bit more bold. But bottled at 90 proof, very, very nice, won all sorts of awards. So let me take a sniff here. Wow, very pleasant. I, I got some say. vanilla on yeah, the nose when I sniffed too. it. Tommy, what'd you get? Uh, caramel and vanilla. It's very smooth, very light. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, when they say it's got some caramel vanilla, they are exactly correct. Caramel, vanilla, uh, lush, super smooth. And the unique thing is we're tasting these all neat. Yeah, a that's lot right. Of people don't drink neat. They'll add whatever they're at for whatever reason. I think they get about 45 50 bucks for this I'm bottle. I'm sure they if, do, if yeah. Not, but it's still reasonably priced mm -hmm. when you take a look at that. So, Samadhi Dave, I will bring that there back to you. And now, you. next up, we have got the Michter's Sour Mash. Michter's. Yeah. That program of making a sour mash would be just same as though someone was making sourdough bread. You just leave maybe 10 15 20% left in the barrel, mm -hmm. and then you add your new ingredients. The one thing that I really love about this whiskey is I'm originally from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. This is a Pennsylvania whiskey from 1753. Yep. It's something that George Washington used for the Revolutionary War. It's since have gone down to Shively, Kentucky, which is right outside of Louisville, and it's just a real wonderful, they're all virtually small batches. Do they distill they their own? Yes, they do. they do. They originally couldn't because you got to age the bourbon. So they went to MGP. But right? now they've been in operation at the own their own distillery for about a year and a half to two years, and they make some wonderful. Whether it's a ten year old, a twenty-five uh, year old, a rye, they have a small batch bourbon. This is the uh, sour mash. Mictor sounds like it should be a, a Scotch whiskey or an Irish whiskey. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, can't think of how they got the name Michter's, but it was uh, Shanks, Johann Shanks, that started it. Oh, back Johann, in we go way back. 1753. Swiss Mennonite, imagine. And, and, and by the way, I understand that George Washington gave just a little bit of the Michter's bourbon into the horse's water, and it gave them a little extra fuel yeah, to cross the Delaware. <laughs> there you go. All right, so I will say... Cheers on this one. This is the Michter's Sour Mash right here. Yeah, a lot of flavor on this. Yes, mm. very sweet. You're going to get some oh, yeah, a lot of sweetness. butterscotch, vanilla notes, hints of caramel. Yeah. A little wow, bit of dry really fruit good. possibly in the finish of it all. This is uh, this is luscious. And you're looking at a $42 bottle yeah. of whiskey. Very affordable. Tommy D., you sell this? Of course I do. How yeah. do you do with it? It does very well. 
He also has the rye up, right? I saw the rye. Yeah. They do a good Sour job with that rye. the 10s, mm. the 20s. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what. The Michters I'm knowing so far, I've got to tell you, wild turkey can never go wrong with. No. We said the, um, the High West we really enjoyed. The uh, Garrison Brothers, the, the Russell's 10, the Michters, every selection so far Delicious. is an award winner. You yeah. can't go wrong with any of them. All right. So now we have got nine out of 23 Total, gentlemen, good news is we're pacing nicely. We will get to all 23 total today. No ifs, ands, or buts. We will continue National Bourbon Heritage Month bourbon and American whiskey extravaganza tasting maneuvers next on The Cigar Dave Show. Get the latest cigars hand-picked by the general each month delivered straight to your door when you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club. For just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. The September 2017 selection is the La Palina sampler consisting of the La Palina Connecticut Nicaragua, the La Palina Classic Natural, and the La Palina Maduro. Because of Hurricane Irma, there was a shipping delay. There is a shipping delay because the La Palina Distribution Center, as well as many of the cigar manufacturer distribution centers and warehouses on the East Coast, were without power. So we have a shipping delay. Good news is it is going out next week. Now, you will see on the info insert, if you're a member, when you receive your September 2017 selection, you'll see a note that says shipped October 2017 due to delays caused by Hurricane Irma. So you will know that the package you receive consisting of the La Palina Connecticut Nicaragua, La Palina Classic, and La Palina Maduro are indeed the September 2017 selection. Great cigars. I know you'll enjoy them. We appreciate your patience. We appreciate your understanding. Enjoy your La Palina sampler. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Jack in Kentucky, I've lived most of my life, and I do things my own way. I don't take no one's advice I'm a simple man, an honest man I get along just fine When times are tough I got three things that help me every time Got guns and bourbon See me can never go wrong with any of those items. National Bourbon Heritage Month. Bourbon and American whiskey extravaganza tasting maneuvers continue. Front and center from the Ford Theater of Operations at the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge. Tommy Diadio, the Senior Vice President 
of spirit procurement for Davidoff of Geneva Lounge, as well as the Corona Cigar Stores in and Lounges in Orlando. Sommelier Dave Cavanis, our resident sommelier. We have 14 more bourbons and American whiskeys. Next up, we've got the Eagle Rare 10. Interesting story about the Eagle Rare. First of all, it's exceptionally smooth. One of my favorites. Another one from Buffalo Trace Distilling. Tommy, I know you're a big Buffalo Trace fan. They're gobbling up really a lot of uh, smaller distillers. They have just exploded on the scene. Yes. Part of Sazerac, but just growing like crazy. Yeah, they're all connected. Sazerac and Buffalo Trace combined into one company, and they're just buying up everything right now. Now, Eagle Rare, originally a 101-proof 10-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon, from Seagram's, introduced in 1975 among the new bourbon brands prior to the current era, current era of the small batch bourbons. Been distilled, marketed, bottled by a number of different companies, but the Sazerac Company, based in New Orleans, the parent company of five distilleries, acquired Eagle Rare from Seagram in 1989. The Kentucky distillery at the time was known as the George T. Stagg Distillery, yep. another great bourbon. Yes. Yeah, you see it made. out there. Absolutely. But the distillery today known as Buffalo Trace, it is uh, basically two varieties of the Eagle Rare. The first is aged 10 years in charred Newark barrels, bottled at 90 proof. The second year is aged 17 years, called uh, it's part of their antique collection, also 90 proof, but aged much longer. So we've got the Eagle Rare 10, and I'm going to take a sniff first of all. Wow. Nice looking bottle. Wow, ton of maple on the nose. Yes. Gentlemen, did you notice that? Yes, yes I did. A lot I mean, of flavor on this. Huge. So I will say cheers on that. Mmm. Wow. Smooth. That is smooth, but smooth. A lot of flavor. Flavorful and expansive. Did you know how that expands on the palate? Oh, yeah. Wow. And that has some oaky yes. char, uh, char to it. Very, very nice. What do you think, Somali did? <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. It mm. was real flavorful. And again, as I mentioned, we're all drinking these neat, so we're really getting yeah. a lot of the nuances of it. It's not being, you know, hidden by whether you're adding some type of Coca-Cola yeah. or ginger or whatever you're going to add. Now, next up is Cooper's Craft, Cooper's which really, Craft. from Woodford Reserve, very new. We, yeah. uh, we launched that actually on the show here about a year ago. And very interesting story because it was really dedicated to the artisans that make at the cooperage, that make the barrels. Yeah, Bron Foreman hadn't come out with a new whiskey for quite a few years, and they wanted to let the world know what they thought of the people that worked the hardest behind the scenes. So they came up with this. This is a straight whiskey, and for people that don't know it, what straight means, it has to have a minimum aging of two years. Very nice, a lot of flavor. Get the wood. Oh, yeah. Caramel. Mm, very definitely, smooth. Definitely some smokiness and some bite, but still smooth. What did you think, Tommy? Very, yeah, very, to me it was very light. Yeah, it is light. A lot of flavorful. Yeah, it is, and it's only $23 a bottle. Yeah. So if you're going to find something to go mix oh, yeah. to make your Manhattan Perfect. or your Old Fashions, this would be the whiskey for it. All right, Cooper's Craft Straight. Much more coming around the corner. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave. 
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed? Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair? Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. National Bourbon Heritage Month, bourbon and American whiskey extravaganza, tasting maneuvers front and center. Command Center Alpha has moved to Davidoff of Geneva's store and lounge. Tommy Diadio, Senior VP of Spirits Procurement for Davidoff and Corona Cigars. We've got Samani Dave Cavanis. we got 14, uh, what do we have here? About 12, 12 to go here. So Jim Beam Black. Now, I've got a bottle of the Double Age, and let me tell you a story. Love the Double Age. Now they call it the Jim Beam Black Extra Aged. Initially, Double Age for eight years. I was at an event in Detroit about three years ago. One of the Jim Beam reps, I told her, I said, I love Double Age Black. She said, well, you better buy all you can because it's going to be changed. No more age statement. Even though it's going to be extra aged, could be four years, six years, we don't know. But because of the popularity, they're just going to call it Black Extra Age. I went out and I bought about eight bottles. So this is, I think there's four bottles left. So this is the uh, fourth bottle. It's about 60% full. So when it's gone, they're all gone. So this is aged eight years. Now they don't even put an age statement on there. Samadhi Dave, with the bourbon popularity, a lot of manufacturers, Makers Mark wanted to do it until they got a lot of flack. But you're seeing now they're taking the age statement off the bottle. Yeah, they almost have to because they have to get it to the market quicker. Just a side note about what you're talking about here. There are more barrels of whiskey being laid down in Kentucky aging than there are actually people that live in the state. Yeah, yeah we talked about that last year. I think we said there was, what, almost 8 million? Um, Buffalo Trace doesn't report, but we're estimating, and I think there's, what, 4.5 million people in Kentucky? Yeah. Maybe less, so big difference. All right, so this is the Jim Beam double-aged eight-year black. Now they call it the Jim Beam black extra-aged. I brought this out of my personal stash. We'll say cheers. Had a real nice flavor on it. Yeah. I got some wow, cherry so in the mid-palate, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, that is just ultra smooth. Yep, bit of cherry. What would you think, uh, uh, Tommy? Very good. Glad you bought a bunch of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's it, gone. It doesn't it's taste. Like, it doesn't taste like that anymore. No, it doesn't. It does again when you don't have that aging statement. And this is aged four years more than the regular Jim right. Beam White Label. Correct. So very, very different. I can't remember what I paid for it, but I think at the time it was maybe forty-five bucks. Yeah, well, forty. Very affordable. Yeah, very reasonable. All right, so we've got that. Now we're going to move out to a craft distiller. We've had the master distiller on several years ago. Dry Fly Washington Wheat Whiskey. Very, very uh, out in Spokane, Washington, make a number of great products. But this is their Washington Wheat Whiskey. It is 80 proof, very, very smooth. What they do is they smooth it down with some wheat, and it is an absolutely incredible, magnificent. In fact, I want to just get a little bit of information about the straight, call it the straight Washington Wheat Whiskey. And very unique bottle. Oh, you already got that for me. Let me go ahead and pour it got it there that. for you, General. So if it's a straight, it's aged at least two years, two to four years. All right, let me swirl this around. And as I do there, 100% local soft white wheat distilled twice in traditional American whiskey style. It is aged a minimum of three years in new 53-gallon American oak barrels with a number three char. Wow, great aroma. I'll say cheers. So I'm anticipating the wheat. It'll be very, so very mellow. So he's going to use 100% wheat then. Mm-hmm. That's why it's sweet. Yeah, wow. Very, that is sweet. Very different complexion than a corn-based whiskey or bourbon. He took his sweet. 401k and cashed it out and opened up Washington Wheat. Great story. Yeah. Great story, and, and uh, they make great stuff. They've got a huge variety of products. Some of the other products that they have, they've got a very, very nice gin that they make as well. They've got their Bourbon 101. They do a wheat vodka. They do a port finish wheat whiskey. Now, that would be interesting. And they also do what they call a straight tritical whiskey and a cast strength wheat whiskey and a barrel-aged gin. Very unique distillery. I've been invited out. Next time I'm out in the Pacific Northwest, you can be sure I will head out there. And you can get this on the East Coast, the Dry Fly 100% Washington wheat whiskey. Very, very pleasant. All right. Next up, we've got the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch, also made at Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Now, I should say that I was in last week, and we did a vertical tasting, and my favorites were the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch and the single barrel. So let's taste those back-to-back, and while we do that, you will tell me about them, Tommy. Yeah, well, uh, the small batch is the first one we're trying, and then we have the single barrel afterwards. They also do a rye and a barrel, prank, uh, barrel proof, and then they do one, in, uh, one no, uh, done in expressions, too. But E.H. Uh, Taylor is known as the father of the Bond and Bottled Act of 1897, and he was the grandnephew of General Zachary Taylor. Wait a minute. Colonel E.H. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Is he in relation to Colonel Angus? <laughs> Remember from Saturday Night Live fame? <laughs> Colonel Angus. If, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and Google SNL Colonel Angus, and you will see a very mm-hmm. unique parody. All right. Let's say cheers on this one. This is the small batch. And most of them are bottle, uh, 100-proof bottle and bonded act, except the uh, barrel strength. Mm. So Slight keep, spice. A yep. little bit of sizzle. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. Notes of woody maple. Mm-hmm. Very bright on the palate. Yeah. What's this, 100-proof? Oh, they're all 100-proof, except the barrel strength. All 100-proofs. Yep. All right, next up, we go to the single barrel, also 100-proof. We'll say cheers. It's one of my favorites. Wow, very fruity on the nose. Let me take a taste. Wow, slight warmth. Mm, definitely some of that oaky, smoky. Oaky and smoky is what I would say. Oaky and smoky. Very nice. What would you think, Tommy? That's one of my favorites. 
Yeah. You sell a lot of it? I sell a lot of that. And the barrel strength is, is my other favorite. What does a bottle go for? for on this that? one is, they say 79, but I, I've seen it for about 59 to 65. All right. Next up is the Whistle Pig. Now, this is an interesting story because the founder of Whistle Pig actually was on The Apprentice. His name is Raj Peter Bakta. Purchased a farm up, I believe, I want to say it's in, in Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, it's 2007. Sure, yeah. Now, initially, they couldn't make their own spirits. They were able to get a hold of a large stock of blended Canadian whiskey. Mm. They bought all the rye in Canada yeah. they could buy. Right. And uh, that really allowed them to get things moving up. And they actually hired a uh, very well-known master distiller, Dave Pickerel, yeah. who was very well-known, now does a lot of consulting. I think he was with Maker's Mark. Right. They brought him in. I think he was with Maker's Mark. But now what they do is they do a, y, or a rye whiskey, mm -hmm. and that's exactly a straight rye. Yep. That's what mm -hmm. we've got here. It's 100 proof. It's going to cost around $100 a bottle. Yeah, they get it's a big wonderful. money. Wow, interesting... Uh, no. Nope. Nothing bland on the on the nose. Nothing overly powerful. No. We'll say cheers on that. But a lot of flavor on the palate. They do a oh, ten, yeah. They do a 10, 12, 15, a boss hog, new boss hog. Yeah. The, the black Mortimer prince. was the original hog yep. on the property. Yep. Boss yep. hog. <laughs> yeah, this has rye, what I call rye sizzle. Very spicy. Very, very full. Yeah. Really beautiful distillery mm. up here in Vermont. Mm -hmm. If anybody ever gets a chance wow. to go up here. That's definitely a uh, lot, lot of flavor on that rye, yeah. and you see the difference that rye compared with a corn-based bourbon because that rye just has that spiciness. It's almost like a beer when you say it's hoppy. It's got a lot of that yeah. hoppy bitterness. Same thing. All right, next up, let's see. We've got uh, about 12 and a half minutes to go. We are right on time, gentlemen. Now we're going to do some hillbilly bourbon here. Hillbilly bourbon. This is the, the Beverly Hillbillies? It <laughs> sure is. It's out of Charleston, South Carolina. So wait a minute. Oh, wait. Charleston is not Beverly Hills. <laughs> But it's a really nice blend of whiskey. It's 86 proof. It's uh, really enjoyable. It starts out at between 120 and 125 when they put it in the barrel, and then they bring it on down. This is just a really nice blended whiskey. A lot of flavor. Now, this it. is distilled in Charleston. Charleston, South Carolina. Now, interesting because it says on the bottle, aged a minimum of six months in new charred oak barrels. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting this is going to be a little young. It is young. I can taste mm -hmm. it. All right. We'll say I can really smell the corn yes. right off the bat. Let's say cheers. So just like Cooper's Craft, this is going to be something if you Oh, yeah. That's, like that's yeah. almost like white lightning. Yes. Yeah, that's, if you like very to make young. Manhattans or whatever, it's $23 a bottle. Very nice. Yeah, I would say uh, young and abundance of corn flavor. It is very, I hate to say corny, but it's very corny in that corny. very young. Something you throw what in do a get about? Yeah. What do they get for that? 23. 23. Yeah, I would say needs a little more aging. Now, yes. it reminds me of there is a distiller here in Florida that distills, and I think they age six months to a year as well. The name right off the bat escapes me, but same thing. They're near Ocala. Nice whiskey. Oh, that's uh, Palm Ridge. Palm Ridge. Nice whiskey, but again, just a little bit young. But they're upfront about it, so that is fine. All right, next up, Samania Dave. It's Clyde Mays. He was a war hero of uh, from Alabama in World War II. He has since passed away. In his lifetime, he was a bootlegger. He never sold one legal drop of alcohol. My kind of guy. This was the recipe he utilized to create, sweet. to give to his customers or was buying his white corn. You're going to get vanilla. You're wow. going to get... Uh, Fruit. Some cinnamon. Well, and you're I'll tell you get why. Some honey on it. 
Clyde added oven-dried apples to his barrels. Smells like apples. Which smoothed out his whiskey. Yeah, smells like apples. And today they yeah. put a, a hint of, of, of apple into four-year minimum age straight bourbon during their bottling. Now, is this distilled? It says bottled. Now, wait a minute. It says bottled. This is interesting. Bottled by uh, Conoco Ridge Distillery in yeah, Auburndale, Florida, very near uh, <laughs> yeah. Tampa. But is this distilled in Florida? Do we know? They distill it in Alabama, bring it I mean, to in, in, in Florida, Alabama. and then okay. they put it bottling. There's large, if you go to Auburndale, you see the big plant over there that they bring the whiskey or whatever in. Taste the apple. Bottle it. You yeah. taste the apple. Sweet but young. Uh, definitely notes of apple. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What did you think, uh, Tommy? Uh, not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. What did you think? Samaya, Dave, how much? Yeah, it's in that price range, 23 to $25 a bottle. All right, so we've got now five to go, and we've got nine minutes. Gentlemen, the final and concluding segment of the National Bourbon Heritage Month Bourbon and American Whiskey Extravaganza Tasting Maneuvers comes your way next on the Cigar Dave Show. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle. Always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
All right, we have got five more bourbons and American whiskey spirits to go in our National Bourbon Heritage Month Bourbon and American Whiskey Extravaganza Tasting Maneuvers from the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge. We've got Tommy Diadio, the Senior VP of Spirit Procurement for Davidoff of Geneva Lounge and the Corona Cigar Stores and Lounges in Orlando, Somalia Dave Cavanis. Next, we go to Virginia for the Bauman Brothers Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey Small Batch. Very interesting. John Abraham Joseph and Isaac Bowman were Virginia militia officers in the American Revolutionary War. In 1779, they led 30 pioneer families to Madison County, Kentucky. They established Bowman Station. Later, they helped settle uh, Fayette County. And then they made their way to Virginia. The current distillery, the Ace Smith Bowman uh, Distillery in Fredericksburg, Virginia, recently bought by Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace Distillery. They've got a very nice selection of various spirits, and we've got the Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey Small Batch 90 Proof, and they do make it right in Virginia. They don't make it at the Buffalo Trace facility, so we'll say cheers. About 50 bucks a bottle. Wow. This has got that actually, I like. the notes on that. I'm trying to place that. Not a melon, but very fruity, very, very almost a citrus fruit. We'll take a sip. That's nice. Wow, what'd you think, uh, Tommy? I, I actually liked it. I've never, I haven't had it in a while, but that's wow. that's very sweet and fruity. Yes, very impressive. Fifty bucks worth it. What'd you think, Dave? Very nice, very mm. delicious on the palate, not overpowering. All right, next up, we've got the few F E W bourbon. Yep, it's out of the uh, Illinois area. It's a generation of Southern tradition with a lot of spiciness of the northern rye that used in with the corn here. All right, we will say cheers. In fact, we had the master distiller and founder on last yes, year. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. That is good, too. It's got a unique aftertaste yeah, to it. I think it's the rye that they use. Mm. It's a northern rye, which is very different. It's around $42 a bottle. Wow, that's very unique. Um, very unique, and uh, I'm trying to come up with the right adjective. Uh, just overall pleasant. Yeah, it gave my whole mouth earthy the uh, feel, so it was real full body. Yeah. All right, next up, Woodford Reserve, Woodford Double Oak. We've had Woodford on. We've had the brand ambassador many times. Oh, we're going fancy now in a snifter. This For is you, big. General, nothing but the best. All right, so Woodford Reserve, let's talk about it in the Woodford Double Oak. Woodford is there in Versailles, Kentucky. It's uh, 90.4 proof, very smooth. It's going to be real complex. Possibly get some citrus, some cinnamon out of there, a little toffee, chocolate, spice notes. And they Real use nice. a very unique mash bill. Yes, they do. What makes it different? Well, it's just where they're sourcing their corn out of uh, Indiana and all that, mm. and in the Kentucky area. Woodford's become the number one selling bourbon in the United States right now. I think we do three oh. barrels with them a year. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, this is this is just delicious. Yeah, delicious, just right amount of oakiness, and uh, just overall. I have to order this one. I have a hundred bottles left pleasant. because it takes so long to get it. Yeah, wow, very very nice. And it's one of those whiskeys. 
if you walk in, you're confused, you're new to the whiskey environment, you go to Woodford, you know it's going to be delicious. All right, next up, we go to the Double Oak. Double Oak. What, tell us about the Double Oak. Well, Woodford. they're doing two different oaks. So what they're doing is a resting distillation, putting in the barrel, aging it in one barrel, and then they take it up, put it in another barrel. You could get a little bit of smoked almond on this, malt characters, a little bit of sweetness, could get a little bit I of I like this a lot. Spice. I think this yeah. is smoother it, it is. than the original Woodford. Yeah, because you yes. get it double It's really good. Aged, yeah, you know, it almost so has that. a little sherry or cognac, yes. Yes. cognac-y uh, taste to it. Cognac notes. Yeah, the Woodford's going for around $40 a bottle. This is going for 52 mm. So it's still moderately priced. And a little bit of rye I'm getting on there. That's the double oak right there. All right. Now, before the finale, we are right on time, gentlemen. I told you we'd get all 23. We got four and a half minutes to go. Bam. Now, great story that I saw about a month ago. The oldest resident in the state of New Jersey passed away at the age of 112. Agnes Fenton of Englewood, New Jersey, was born in Holly Springs, Mississippi in 1905, the same year that the Columbia Restaurant in Tampa was founded. Nice. And the 1905 salad was created. She owned a restaurant in Mississippi before moving to New Jersey with her second husband. Now, interesting story. In 1943, she was diagnosed with a benign tumor. Her doctor at the time said, I'm going to prescribe you alcohol, a bit of alcohol every day. She took heed. She drank Miller High Life and Johnny Walker Blue Label for decades. Maybe she should have gone with a bourbon, but whatever. We're talking about whiskeys. When interviewed for her 110th birthday, she credited her routine for her longevity. A little Miller High Life and some Johnny Walker Blue Whiskey passed away at 112. And we hear that it. all the time. So a great story on that. Also, in our concluding moments before we get to the grand finale, American whiskey, the shining star of U.S. spirit exports. The value of American spirit exports increased by 11% in the first half of 2017, but the growth was driven by the American whiskey category. Canada, the single largest market for U.S. spirits exports, but if you take a look at other countries, the U.K. is growing, Germany, France, Brazil growing like crazy. Granted, the base is smaller to start out with, so very interesting. And also, but wait, there's more. The Kentucky bourbon industry will be featured in a new NBC sitcom, 30-minute sitcom about the bourbon industry put into development. No word on when it's going to be hitting the airwaves. The working title is Sour Mash, a workplace comedy about a smart Latina chemist from Brooklyn, New York, who has a passion for making bourbon, becomes the master distiller at a failing family-owned distillery in Kentucky, and Sour Mash, distilling term used to describe part of the process in making bourbon. Now, last but not least, we have gotten to our 23rd spirit, and that is the Ballotin Bourbon Ball Liqueur. Right, I say it's a liqueur because it's 60 proof, 30% yeah. alcohol. So usually when you do, whether it's flavored vodkas or anything under the 40%, like 70 proof or so, it's considered a liqueur. This is out of Louisville, Kentucky. It's from the Saloon Spirits. It's going to have a nice blend of some flavors of chocolate, rich buttercream, it's, and whiskey. Oh, this good. is the perfect yes. ending. This is the whiskey panty dropper 
when you go out, you're having a nice Woodford. Your date is having I'm a taking that home. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You got the old I'm taking that to the girlfriend. I'm taking the Ballantin <laughs> butter ball. No, what's it called? Ballantin. Bourbon ball. I was going to say the ball. butter ball. I got to take another. <laughs> this is off the chart. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's good. Really, it's like mm. candy. And this is incredible. Yeah. The dames will love it. It's 23 bourbons, yeah. the Wild Turkey 80, the Old Forster Statesman, the Blanton Single Barrel, High West American Prairie, St. Augustine Double Cask, Hudson Baby Bourbon, Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Whiskey, Russell's Reserve 10, Michter's Sour Mash, Eagle Rare 10, Cooper's Craft Straight, Jim Beam Double Black Aged, Dry Fly Washington Wheat, Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch, Colonel E.H. Taylor Single Barrel, Whistle Pig Rye, Hillbilly Bourbon, Clyde Maids Bourbon, Bowman Brothers Straight Small Batch, Few Bourbon, Woodford Reserve, Woodford Reserve Double Oak, and the Bowton Bourbon Ball. We got them all. Tommy Diadio, Senior VP of Spirits Procurement for Davidoff of Geneva and Corona. Many thanks for your hospitality. I'll again. return the lighter for you, too. Thank you very much. You got it. Samadhi Dave Cavanis, as always. Great job, always, my friend. General. Thank you very much. All the tasting notes, and we'll have the recipe for the old-fashioned, the Manhattan, the mint julep at CigarDave.com. Cigar Dave, the general, say, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. <laughs>